The following occurred after Jimmy from NASA dropped off Jacob and Drew back at their apartments right after their appearance on the Monster Island Film Vault episodes where they helped review the Cameron Winters trilogy of, of Godzilla the series. Alright, thanks Jimmy. And uh, Jacob, I'll see you, I'll see you uh, here in the next couple of days for, to review Lupin, alright? Alright, bye. Do you let, where are you? I'm, I, I need to talk with you for a minute. There you are. Are you all right, Dila? You just got a little emotional back there. Believe it or not, Dila, I understand why you got emotional. We did get a little, we were picking on you. I was picking on you a little bit because of all that, but you can't just leave me and Jacob on the other side of the world like that. I know you're sorry. Thankfully, Jimmy uh, was able to give us a, a ride back in uh, Uber Mogra, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be mean or anything, Dila. But how are? You? I'm confused. I mean, I know you're an AI, and I know you have. You can simulate some emotions, but ain't. I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get on to you. I'm just confused, Dila. I'm sorry. But... And before we address my confusion, are you feeling better? Kinda. It's alright. So, you got a crush on Nigel? I, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just trying to make sure I understand. I mean, it's okay, Deal. I mean, the only real question I would think about on that is, I mean, you know he's not as advanced in AI as you are, right? I'm I'm, I'm just making sure. You understand. I mean, I I know on the show he's played the comedic effect, and admittedly, I've never met uh, the robot myself. Uh, So, I mean, he's so easily hackable by, uh, well, by everybody. I'm sorry, I can't think of the guy's name right now. I'm not trying to dissuade you, Deal, but... It's it's very easy to get a crush on somebody that you're that it's not likely you're going to meet. I'm just saying keep your keep your expectations in check. And I, I'm sorry for getting mad at you, Dila. I'm just I'm just gonna have to ask you not to leave us on the other side of the world again, especially since we'll be going back there. You know, later this year, talk about uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. But uh, we'll talk about all this later, Dila. I just want to make sure you're okay. All right. Hey, uh, it, that was a long trip back. I was, I'm going to go take a, take a good long shower and uh, probably lay down and go to bed or maybe watch something silly on TV. In fact, uh, actually, Dila, you know what? How would you like for both of us to sit down and uh, and watch some uh, Record of Lodoss War? How does that sound? All right. We'll do we'll do that right after I get out of the shower. Okay, Dila. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hit the shower. Be right back. The cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh, well. He just can't get his diary open. Welcome, Jacob. 
Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the butt when you don't know the combination to your own your own diary, and you gotta figure it out by using the, a girl that you, you know, whatever. It's complicated. Why? Thank you. Let me do so. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who, to being very inspired by the uh, Inspector's movie, Drew. <laughs> Welcome, Drew. <laughs> Well, he says, always oh, says Lupin. Oh, yeah, because he's always <laughs> wanting to get Lupin. Lupin. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome, Drew. So how are you doing, Jacob? Man, I am doing very well. It has been a very long... It's been a It's been a good week. It's been a long week. And it's only, thir- it's only Tuesday. I agree. Yeah. It has been a very long week. Because I'm stuck working 12-hour shifts Monday through Thursday. Oh, right poor now. brother. Poor brother. So I literally got off work an hour ago. Ugh. So, yeah, hopefully I won't just crash in the middle of the stream. Yeah, let's hope not, because that would be kind of weird trying to control over here. No offense, you would probably get lost. Ow! Burn! No, 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 it's... it's I don't mean that in a bad way. Okay. I mean, thankfully, everything's kind of running automatically. Yeah. It'd be really good once this music finally finishes, because for some reason, Riverside increases the volume, even though I have it set to turn down. That is weird. Which is annoying. I think it I sounds worse in our own. live stream than it does on the actual right. show. Right. My apologies for that. <laughs> and now I'm vamping until I can scroll down. Well, just keep All vamping. Right. So, trivia time for this week. Who was Lupin the Third's grandfather's uh, nemesis that he or he went up against in his first story? It's very. There ele- are two acceptable answers. It's very elementary. Yes, indeed. You gonna say it or not? <laughs> I'll let them say it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, technically, both Josh Adams and David Gardner, while they answered differently, both got it right. Right. Because Josh Adams said. Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. which after they the copyright laws finally got invented, they had to change it to, as David Gardner put it, Herlock Holmes. <laughs> because yeah, that's an interesting thing. I think this is one of the things that caused copyright to really be a thing. Yeah, I can at imagine. This point, especially internationally, um, is my understanding. Which is yeah. ironic when you consider Lupin the Third got in trouble with uh, the. Uh, the estate of Maurice LeBlanc, the guy who wrote the original Arsene Lupin yeah. stories, because they didn't legally get the rights to do so. Oh, when they when he when Monkey Punch created the manga and the anime, so uh, that's why they always have to call him uh, pronounce his name in the Japanese way of Lupin instead of Lupin, hmm. as is a little easier to see. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if in French, if you say Lupin or or Lupin or whatever, but they have to put the stress on the A legally. Lupin. Except now it no longer matters. You want to know why? Why? Because all of um, the Lupin, the the original Lupin uh, novels are in uh, public domain. (laughs) Okay. So it no longer matters. (laughs) But anyway. So Lupin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but they're still going Lupin now because that's the closest to the thing. Also, that's why when we did Castle Cagliostro, you'll remember the uh, even though we watched the newest dub of that, yeah, their first English dub 
did not call him Lupin. Yeah, they called him called him Wolf. Wolf, because of Lupine. Yeah, Lupine, and they and they were not sure if they could actually use the name Lupin in the show. <laughs> in fact, the original one was just called the Castle of Cagliostro. The Lupin the Third title wasn't even on it. Huh. But anyway, I am just going crazy uh, vamping here again. Yeah. <laughs> Anything? What have you been? What did you do this week? Uh, let's see. I went, went visited my parents over the weekend. Uh, had a great time. Um, was able to get a few things done. Um, watched the TV show and had something very interesting happen, which I won't repeat here. I'll talk to Drew later on. This was interesting. Oh, um, really? Yes, it was very interesting. Uh, I'm not going to tell you guys because that's a little weird. It's nothing bad. It's just be like it was very something that happened. Something that got settled very easily and it's no longer an issue. Uh, I so, can unplug the soundboard and you can tell me. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So just there again, something weird happened. Nothing bad. Just weird. Either or. Um, let's see. Got a few things rearranged my apartment. I am. Uh, this week's going pretty good. It's been a long week. Uh, I'm going bully with my girlfriend this Saturday. And then next Saturday, we're going to an, a Stars game. Or in more case, the Dallas Stars hockey game. Ah. Yeah. The Friday after... Well, not no. Sorry, this Friday is not the Sonic movie. It's next Friday. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah, it's gonna be this Saturday. Right, but we're gonna be watching it on the Friday, the Sonic movie on the Friday, right? Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. back on track. <laughs> when are we ever on track in this show? What's a track? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know what the track is. That's what those trains go by yeah, over exactly. here and interrupt our show in the middle of. Or it's this track. You want me to smack you, don't you? <laughs> yeah, just just pull Will Smith on me. Come on. Whack! Man! Which, by the way, funny. we realize because of current events, <laughs> we are going to have to review Madagascar soon. Yes. If you because don't Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith are both in that movie. Yes. All four of them, I believe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Uh, yes. So, yeah, <laughs> what have you been watching? What have I been watching? So, well, well hang on. Actually, I need to talk about what yes. I did. What have you been doing? So here's the thing. Between our podcast that we normally do. Yes. The guest hosting that we did on Monster Island Film Vault. Yes. That is- was recorded live, but has not been released yet. Do we release that yet? No. Okay. It'll be, it's, we'll get there when we, he'll get there when he gets there. It's Got kind it. of what i understand he's got yeah. one he, he's got one episode two episodes yeah that need to be released before ours yeah so he's got a little bit of time on that yeah but uh we had that plus at the very last minute i got pulled on to com talk by geek devotions mm-hmm. one, one of our uh, fellow culture box members to review godzilla versus mighty Morphin power rangers <laughs> number one actually there was no morphing sequence in the book what <laughs> or at least in the first episode no is she what there was no morphing sequence the green ranger is already morphed before the story begins okay interesting the others teleport or we see them not morphed but then they teleport in and they're morphed between scenes they morphed somewhere off screen huh maybe they're saving that for the last one when somehow godzilla morphs with them i don't know (laughs) 
<laughs> the turtles did it. Exactly. That's why I, was, I can't just say, oh, it's not going to happen that way. But right. Hey. right. Actually, more than likely, somehow the Zords are going to combine onto Godzilla as they fight Mecha Godzilla. I guess. I don't know. Find out in five months. Uh, four months. Whatever. Lizard Zord. No, I mean, technically, Dragon Zord is Mecha Godzilla. He's based on Mecha Godzilla. Very true. So, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, other than that, other than working 12 hour a day. Mm hmm. It's been a normal week. Mm. What have you been watching? Well, before that, you you mentioned the the Com Talk, yes, uh, podcast, and I keep thinking it's like when are they going to do the Godzilla versus Power Rangers animated movie? Because <laughs> that will be freaking epic. <laughs> oh, you mean when are they going to make Godzilla versus yeah. Power Rangers? Yeah, do you know how hard that's going to be? Yeah, legally hard. hard. <laughs> the comic book, I only barely probably squeaked away with it. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Oh, you never know. You got to get Toho and mm-hmm. Toei, who owns the Super uh, Super Sentai, who technically owns most of the Ranger suit designs. Mm-hmm. Then you got to get Hasbro on on mm-hmm. in this, and then you got to get um, uh, I don't know, but probably some other people. I can't think of off the top right. of my head because you're not bringing in the comics unless you're going to adapt the comic book. Mm-hmm. So then you have to get both boom studios and IDW mm-hmm. to go along with it. That's already five people there. And that's if you're just adapting the comic they're doing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the visual comic alone would be horrendous <laughs> unless it's already figured out. I don't know how they're getting away with the comic book, to be honest, but yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> I just but, thought, I thought it'd be but as a certain bird in a certain mouse movie once said, never say never. True. Yeah. Ironically, also by uh... <laughs> We just did two of his movies recently. Um Oh, you're talking about um Oh wow, I'm using nerd nerd animation points here. Don Bluth. Don Bluth. 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 Thank you. Don Bluth. Like another Don Bluth movie once mm. said that involved a mouse and a bird that thankfully was not Giacomo. Thank the Lord. Never say never. <laughs> Although I think his song was just about as annoying. But moving on. Yes. Moving on. What have you been watching? Uh, so I was over at my parents' place this weekend. And they decided that my dad was going to watch something Marvel-ish. As in Mar- the Marvel Studios movies. And uh, okay. so he was looking at, I believe it was like the Winter Soldier, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, the and, show? Yeah. So Jim, my brother Jim was like, it's like, no, 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 you got to watch WandaVision first. No, you don't. <laughs> Those two shows have virtually nothing to do oh, with I, each I other. I know, I know. I mean, WandaVision's a very good show. Yeah. Do not get me wrong. Right. But technically, yeah, you can watch the, either one of those in any order because by all technical accounts, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was originally supposed to be out first. But anyway. Mm. Yeah. So we wound up watching the entire, I think, nine episodes of WandaVision. Good show. Yeah. So I think this is the first time I'm actually watching it on uh, like a like a actual television because before I was watching it on my phone. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, the days before I had internet on my apartment. Yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting. Like, wow. Oh, wow. This is really good. Oh, my gosh. Immediately, you, you can you can see the strings of what's yeah. going on before. It's like, oh, my gosh. Do not let this person in your house. 
No spoilers if you have not that watched. That was not a spoiler. That was just a melody line whisper. Oh, I know, I know that. But it's just like no spoilers if you have not seen WandaVision, go watch it. It's an amazing show. Uh, if you're if you're a comic nerd to just a regular TV viewer, go watch WandaVision. On oh, if Disney you Plus. if you enjoy classic sitcoms, yes, well, exactly. I, know, I know somebody in our chat will disagree with me. But if you like classic sitcoms <laughs> and can appreciate an update and a making fun of somewhat mocking lovingly mocking go watch wandavision yeah 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 but anyway all right so we watched that and as i was doing my notes because i had been trying to go through this series because i loved it when it came on and uh, i've watched i've watched the entire series through already once before and i'm re-watching transformers prime on netflix ah which is really good and my i, I have to say is uh, big props to uh, Steve Bloom, who voices um, Starscream. It's just like, oh my gosh, genius. Like the fact that they got Megatron Welker, I mean, like Frank Welker. And <laughs> sorry, I always think Frank Megatron Welker. Megatron Welker, I love that. <laughs> oh, and peter optimus prime peter, peter cullen <laughs> peter cullen to reprise their roles from the original show and then you get just like the cream of the crop amazing voice actor of um uh bloom to do star scream if you've never heard it it's amazing go watch it uh it's on netflix if you subscribe to netflix when most people are and uh you have a nostalgia for 80s cartoons like i do or just really, really good animation or really good storytelling, mm-hmm. it's worth a watch. I think I just finished the episode where the kids get trapped in a uh, a fourth dimension with a a zombified uh, Decepticon, <laughs> and they have to use a severed arm to get out of there. <laughs> zombie robot. Yeah, zombie robot. Robot. Interesting. Yeah, something to do with dark energy. Very, very. In- oh yeah, dark energy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like uh, bat techno babble to me. Bat techno babble. Well, I was I just got to thinking about it because you know I like the old Batman series and they like to explain like over everything, but they always put the bat branding on the front of certain uh-huh. words. So bat techno babble. That's uh-huh. kind of what that is. <laughs> We're like what Star I'm calling Trek. it now, like Star Trek. <laughs> no, that's just regular techno babble. Oh, okay. That techno babble is when you your techno babble has some sort of branding that only works on your show. Yeah, makes sense. And anytime the word Energon is going to be used, that is definitely Transformers. Very true. But anyway, all right. So yeah, that is all I've been watching. So what have you been watching, Drew, or playing? What have I been watching and or playing? I haven't had a chance to watch a whole too much in the past week because, you know, there was those three episodes of uh, Godzilla, the series mm-hmm. that needed to get watched. Yes. But I watched that before then. But, you know, life happens. Yes. And with 12 hour days, I don't get a chance to watch much of anything. Play wise, <laughs> uh, I, of course, played Super Mario RPG Saturday. I pulled off for the first time in that game. A perfectly timed Geno World. Okay. To, and what that is, for those who don't know, Super Mario RPG's battle system has this thing called timed hits, where if you, after you start the attack, if you press the button at just the right time, you do more damage. Okay. 
with Gina Whirl is a little bit different from most normal uh, timed attacks. Because mm-hmm. most timed attacks, you know, you get you go from like maybe 50 damage to, you know, like 70 damage. A little bit better, but yeah. not, you know, end of the world. Gina Whirl, if you time it just right, 9,999 damage. Wow. And you have to hit it just as the cutter leaves the screen. Mm. And I'm convinced there is only one frame in which it works. One, you know, one scan lot, uh, one picture where it actually works. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who I'm talking about. And I pulled it off twice on stream. Wow. So go check that out because that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, of course, played some Dragon Quest Eleven last night. I am in the second half of that game. I was a fish for part of it. A fish. A fish. Mm. Apparently, that's how my character was saved. And also, I got to hear... That it was a great... Po- cause, so, that my character's name in that is Trunks, because when I... For some reason, I thought he kind of looked like future trunks from dragon ball z right but he really looks more like android 17 hmm. but i still already named the character trunks and there's a point where you're going through somebody's memories you're specifically your grandfather's and he remembers the day you were born and when you were named but of course because of technical limitations they can't have anyone actually say your customized name right so they're talking about, like, well, I wouldn't name him that, my dear, but if you want to name him that, sure, go ahead. Then his name shall be, and then they, uh, ra- the the grandfather sneezes so hard you can't hear what name they said. But you can, Clever. but you see in the chat window the char- your character's name. It's like that was well done. Yes. <laughs> It's a good way around that because you know that we know that there's no way you can actually say the character's name. But uh, so that was a lot of fun last night. And then I made a, well, I made two game purchases technically this weekend. Okay. One was uh, the new Kirby and the Forgotten Land game. Okay. It came out Friday. Yeah. And then I also, and I played a little bit of it. It's actually a very good 3D platformer. Reminds me a little bit gameplay-wise of like uh, Super Mario 3D World. Give an idea as to what kind of game it's like. And then I also purchased a bundle of the six original Final Fantasy games, the Pixel Remaster version. Pixel Remaster. Yes. Basically, it's updated from the original games are updated to 16 bit mm. instead of just being 8 bit. But they've gone through and made it look really good on like it's got they all have like deeper colors and are closer to uh, Amano's art style. Okay. Generally. And the music is all orchestrated. Okay. And I'm enjoying it. Now, I'm not playing that on stream. I am playing that for my own benefit. All right. So, sorry. If Dragon Quest Eleven had finished. <laughs> Like I thought it was going to <laughs> last three weeks, two, three weeks ago. Y'all would be watching me play that. But uh-huh. nope, now I'm just going to be playing it by myself. So neener, neener, boo, boo. <laughs> uh, other than that, I think the o- only other things I've had a chance to watch have been YouTube videos. Yeah. 
I saw one where they made an actual piano talk. Like actually talk instead of just, did they play it to make a talk or? It was obviously being controlled through like a MIDI controller yeah. somehow, but it was actually the keys moving up and down, but it was done in such a way where you could hear words. Interesting. But in order for it to actually work, you actually had to have words, uh, subtitles on the screen for you to hear the words huh. because of how our brains work. Interesting. Yes. It was actually it's very interesting. But yeah, other than that, that's about all I have watched. I got you. So uh, what do we got in the news besides right. Chris Rock be, uh, smacking or getting, uh, get, smacked. getting smacked by Will Smith? <laughs> so speaking 15 of years after Madagascar won. <laughs> Uh, so good segue, good segue. So the Oscars, the Academy of Motion Pictures, also known as the Oscars, uh, presented its 29th uh, event Sunday afternoon, uh, March 27th, broadcast on ABC and live stream on multiple platforms from the L.A. Dolby Theater in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, Encanto uh, won favorite uh, animated feature film. Uh, for directors and producers, uh, this is the this is the fourth category of Victor for Disney featured animation, and let's it goes into something really interesting. The best animated feature category began in two thousand one with Shrek, uh, becoming the first winner. And for the twenty years, uh, Disney has won 14, 14 times. The only non Disney movies to win were Shrek: Spirit Away. Uh, Wallace and Gromit curse the were rabbit, happy feet, Rio and Spider-Man into the spider verse. Good right. choices. Yes. Art. So, uh, the movies that were up for, uh, best animated feature were flea a movie. I've never heard of Luke Luca, which we have reviewed, uh-huh. uh, the Mitchell's versus machines, which we reviewed. We've um, reacted to, we've done we, that yeah, we, we have reacted yet. to, we have reacted to, and a movie we've also reacted to was Raya and the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. And a, a movie we also reacted to, which was Inkento, which won. I kind of figured that would be yeah. the one that would won because it came out the most recent. Yeah. And people with, well, I can't find the news post I saw because let's face it, everything besides... Chris Rock getting slapped kind of got lost in the news feed. Yeah. <laughs> but on, they literally said, I think on the Oscars from what I saw that, well, the person who was presenting the award mm-hmm. said that let's face it. We all know these movies are for kids. And the only reason I oh, saw Canto yeah. was because my kid wanted to see it. Yeah. Okay. No, that's yeah. not how this works. No, it's not. Y'all people. Animation is cinema, cinema also. Uh-huh, exactly. It ain't just you live action nerds. <laughs> Sorry. Bill, I understand you want to express yourself artistically in the live, in the, in the live the yeah, real world but, live action, at the but same, also animators do the exact same thing. And say, at the same time, it's like you just shot yourself in the foot from any animation studio wanting to use your voice. Yeah, exactly. You're never going to be on a cartoon now. So bye-bye. <laughs> you are the weakest uh, voice actor. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. So going into favorite shorts, uh, afraid of the art, uh, bestie, uh, box, box ballad, Robin hood. And the winner 
was the windshield wiper, which I've never heard of. Never heard of any of those. No. So going into that was this, the shorts. Yes. Okay. The shorts. And the, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, best visual, best visual, yeah. best visual, uh, best, uh, best visual effects, mm-hmm. uh, was free guy. Haven't seen that one. No time to die. Good which movie. I, I know you saw it. Uh, Shane Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. Good movie. Uh, Spider-Man, no way home. Good Bye-bye. movie. <laughs> and, uh, the winner was Dune. Also a good movie. Yeah. Which I need to watch. Uh, yeah, you do. Hopefully it's not three hours like the original one. <laughs> In a snore fest. <laughs> it is three hours and it's only half the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> because the other half will be coming out later. That's true. So the problem of them rushing the ending is not going to be an issue this time. That is true. Whether or not you fall asleep, that's another matter. That is <laughs> And the only other bit of news, uh, uh, a very... Uh, faithful listen to our, to our show, uh, Heather Morgan, uh, caught, uh, caught my attention with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it's the 20th anniversary yesterday of your favorite game. I never said it was my favorite it's game franchise, your... but it is definitely one of my favorite game, fr- game franchise. Exactly. So much Kingdom so Hearts. that there's one keyblade on the back wall over here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Yeah. Would you believe, though, that in a recent Mickey Mouse cartoon that came out, I saw that Mickey's Keyblade, specifically Kingdom Key D, makes an appearance in a box of Mickey's belongings that Minnie's getting ready to throw out. (laughs) I I like this is what it looks like from the picture. I've not seen the whole cartoon yet. But it looks like Mickey must have made her mad, and he's throwing. She's throwing all his stuff oh out my on the gosh. yard. So I mean, like it's it's so unique because be like how big of a fanboy, how huge of yeah, a fan yeah. he is of Kingdom Hearts that he knows what Keyblade it is. Hey, it's Mickey's Keyblade. He only ever had two. Okay, correction three. <laughs> okay. Mm. And yes, I could tell by looking at it which one it was because it's literally <laughs> that one back there, but with the colors inverted. Okay, gotcha. Anyway, anyways, that was interesting. <laughs> so happy twentieth anniversary to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> one day we will have to get back to that playthrough. Yes, we will. Or eventually they'll make a cur- an animated series out of it and we'll review it. <laughs> really, I don't know why Disney hasn't. I hired some anim- some anime studio to make this yet. Yeah, come on. Other than come on, Disney. Other than the story is downright, and I don't mean this into the, into the pun. It's going to sound like goofy. Yuck! It is going to be downright goofy. But anyway, oh, I, I did forget. Uh, I think it was like late late last week before I went to go visit my parents. I was watching uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Ah, so that's always fun. Yes. All right, so we're ready to get into the spoiler-free section of yes. this review? Yes. Lupin the Third, the First. Obviously, this is my... F- I say obviously. This is my first viewing of the film. Ah. And literally the only other... Well, the only other Lupin the Third stuff I've ever watched has been Castle Cagliostro, mm. of course, because we yep. did that back at the... As our first movie of Miyazaki Month, mm. way back in November of 2019. Uh-huh. And I have watched a couple episodes of Lupin the Third Part One, the original, the first series, which yeah. unfortunately is, from what I can tell, is still only available subtitled. Mm. But c'est la vie, right? 
uh, Lupin the Third is just fun to watch, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where I don't know if there is an entry out there I would not suggest. Oh, okay. But this is definitely a fun one. The I'm not sure how well it works in 3D, mm. but I still enjoyed it. It was still okay. a very fun movie. Yeah, agreed. So where did you watch it? I watched it on Amazon. I rented it for five bucks. Wow. Okay. That's where I watched it. And, oh. I, and I think it was worth it. Okay. All right. So also, this is my first viewing of Lupin the, Lupin the Third, the first. Mm-hmm. It's a weird on. name. Yes, it is. So I be I thoroughly enjoyed it. Set set down, relax, made myself a steak, ate dinner while each while watching while eating while watching this movie. Yes. And it was very enjoyable. Minus the I was I was playing it and I I watched on Apple TV, mm-hmm. on Apple TV, Apple TV app. And I'm watching it. And it's in Japanese with English subtitles. I'm like, what in the world's going on? You picked the wrong one. No, no, no. Let me finish. So I'm sitting there. It's like, what is going on? Because I, I go back to the menu, and it's like it's it's in English. It's it's the the uh, the not yeah yeah not, uh, it's the G Kids mm-hmm. distributed. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so why is it still in? And then I'm like, wait a minute. Let me go to settings on the uh, on the app. And sure enough, it's on odd. It goes to uh, it defaulted to the Japanese version. It, it, de- it defaults to its standard. So I just switch it to English, and it's like, oh, okay, thank you. See, that was the funny thing about Amazon because I brought it up, and it listed well, hey, it listed four entries. Okay, I don't remember what the last two were, other than I think it, they were anyway. That the first two, one was uh, Lupin the Third English dub, mm-hmm. and one was Lupin the Third Japanese dub. Mm. So it was literally an entirely different movie. And I'm sitting here thinking, could y'all not have just put a language selector on <laughs> your player and only have one entry? Because what would have happened if I'd accidentally got the Japanese version, rented it for five bucks, and ended up having noted it was the English version? <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying that's gotta have happened, right? So yeah, there's that. I'm sure that's just something Amazon never ever thought they'd ever have to worry about. Probably not. But anyway, yeah. So I I found the movie very enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there there's there was little issues here and there. Now, granted, be like the animation style is so well so well done in trying to emulate. 70s anime animation exactly so yeah it's there's there's little there's little forbles here and there when it comes to it but overall i really really enjoyed it it's really Mm -hmm. worth a watch it's it it it, it's there's parts of it it makes you think it makes you think for a minute but it's like oh okay that's what they're doing oh you feel really bad for this character by this point and it's like ow well except if it's the character I'm thinking of that you're referring to, I had it figured out in the first five minutes when I realized this person was a major character. Yeah. Oh, and, I did and too. not just a random background character. Yeah, I knew that. It's like, oh, when, when I when, bet I know who this act, all the, how all this connect is connected. And right. Guess what? I was correct. Yes. But anyway, mm. so it was it was more the when the character 
uh, discover this revelation about herself. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man. See, I went to so much trouble I, I, not even. I knew, to, I knew it fairly, fairly early I went on. To so much trouble to not even reveal a gender, and you just go ahead and pop that out. Yeah. But anyway, either or. This, we're in the spoiler-free section. Try not to spoil. That is true. But anyway, it could be another female character in the movie. Oh yeah, because it's definitely going to be Fujiko. Yeah, it's definitely the Fujiko. one who's been in like every single Arsen uh, Lupin yeah. the Third thing. Yeah. Spoiler alert! It's yes. Fujiko. Yes, <laughs> she's secretly a princess. You never knew this was coming. <laughs> dun dun dun. Actually, there is one that's about her called uh, the the Secret of Fujiko Mine, and I don't know what it's about. <laughs> But it's like wow. kind of, it focuses on her. So, wow. yeah. Anyway. Interesting. Are you ready to, to uh, jump into the spoilers yes. before we get too far into this? Yeah. All right. Join us on the other side and we will get to spoiling this thing. Don't forget that you can download. Download? Don't forget that you can't. Uh, don't forget. That you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At, at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And on our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Every other week, join the Retro Rewind Pod as they travel back 15 or more years along the entertainment space-time continuum in their mission to review movies and games, establishing what is still worth your time today. Expect fun banter and trivial insights from Francisco and Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers, and rotating guest hosts who are all out of time. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, <laughs> who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all of Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Lupin the Third, the First. Listener discretion is advised. Lupin the Third was written and directed by Takashi Yamazaki, who also directed Dragon Quest Your Story. It came out last year, I think. Okay. Uh, of course, it was. it's based on the original characters created by, and I'm not kidding on the name here, Monkey Punch. That is the, that is the uh, pseudonym. For the uh, creator mm -hmm. who did pass like right before this movie came out. Yeah, like six months before the, yeah. the film was released. And of course, this is technically the entire Lupin the Third franchise is a pseudo sequel to the Arsene Lupin novels by Maurice LeBlanc. Mm -hmm. 
cast included Tony Oliver as Arsene Lupin III. And way back on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, specifically Season 2, he was the voice of Saba. Really? Yeah. He, he was the voice the of Saba. few times Saba actually talked. Huh. He was the voice of Saba. Richard Epcar was the voice of Daisuke Jigen. And in the Bang Zoom dub of Dragon Ball Z, hmm. a.k.a. the original dub also yes. of Dragon Ball Z, he was Captain Ginyu. Oh, okay. Get you voice. Yes. Lex Lang is the voice of Goemon Ishikawa the 13th and additional voices. And in the Crash Bandicoot series, he's the voice of Dr. Neo Cortex. Hmm. That series is main villain. Gotcha. Michelle Ruff uh, voiced Fujiko Mine. And uh, in the she's the current voice of Luna in the Sailor Moon series over here. Really? Yeah. Doug Erholtz played Inspector Koichi Zenigata and additional voices. And he was Vega in Street Fighter V. Hmm. Lori Heems was the voice of Letitia. And in Pokemon Sun and Moon, the movie, the TV show, yeah. she was the voice of Lily, the main girl character on that one. Okay. The Misty, I believe. Oh, okay. But I could be wrong because I didn't watch much of Sun and Moon. But anyway, I know the character is also in the games Pokemon Sun and Moon, but they're they're not she's not voiced there. Mm. So anyway, J. David Brimmer was the voice of Lambert. And he was also the voice of Mikato Yamamoto in the irresponsible Captain Tyler. Oh, I found an excuse to bring him up. Oh, my gosh. I love that show. Uh, Paul Gouillet voiced Gerard. And in League of Legend, he voices a character named Ergot. Or Ergot. I apologize to all the League of Legends fans for, for mis- probably mispronouncing that name. And then Mark Thompson was the voice of uh, Bresson and additional voices. And uh, he was, was the voice of the Pokedex in Pokemon. Oh, okay. And if I'm not mistaken, he's also like the narrator of like 90% of the Star Wars audiobooks. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Kingdom Hearts Connections. Richard Epcar, the voice of Daisuke Jigen in this. Mm-hmm. He is also the voice of Ansem Seeker of Darkness, Xehanort, and Terra Xehanort oh. in Kingdom Hearts. Yes, those are all separate characters, mm-hmm. technically. <laughs> Doug Erholtz, was the, who was the English voice of Zenigata, was also the, in Kingdom Hearts, was the voice of Leon, a.k.a. Squall. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Ruff, who was Fujiko in this, was additional voices. Mm. In the Japanese version, however, Koichi Yamadera was the voice of the Japanese Zenigata. Mm. And in, Lu- in Kingdom Hearts, he is the voices of Beast, Genie, Mushu, Sebastian, Jacques, Stitch, and Donald Duck in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and he's also in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, the voice of Mew and Marshadow. Nice. Kaisuke Nami- Namikawa was the voice of Goemon Ishikawa the 13th. 
And in the Japanese version of Kingdom Hearts, he was the voice of young Ericus. And in Smash Brothers, he is the voice of both Lucario and Mimikyu. Hmm. Mimikyu is the Pokemon that looks like someone made a Pikachu costume out of a trash bag. (laughs) If you don't know. Okay. But anyway, that's the end of the uh, Kingdom Hearts connection. So what do we got in info and stuff? All right. So info and stuff. All right. So it's IMDb score is a 6.3 out of 10. Uh, you can watch it either on where we where Drew watched it on Amazon Prime. I watched it on Disney. Apple Plus. It's Apple TV. Apple TV. It's on Apple TV, and I paid four ninety nine. He paid four ninety nine. Yeah, and it's um, like on YouTube and yeah, everywhere Hulu, else. Pretty much any place where you can rent the thing, it's there. Yeah. All right. So its production was done by uh, TMS Entertainment and Mars Marza. I'm probably pronouncing I think it's it. Marza. Yeah, Marza uh, Animation Planet. It was distributed in Japan by Toho, and in the United States, it was distributed by G-Kids. Mm-hmm. Its release date. So can you guess, Drew, where it was first screened? I saw this somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember. I just know it didn't. It was the only theatrical showing it got because of COVID. Thanks, COVID. I don't remember. France. Uh, No, actually, uh, Tokyo. That also makes sense. That makes more sense than France. Uh, So it was uh, first showed in Tokyo on October 18th, 2019. And then on December 6th, 2019 in Japan. And then we didn't get it until in the, in here in the United States until September 22nd, 2020. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, thank you, COVID. I would have loved to have seen this in theaters. Mm-hmm. I remember this being advertised when we went to see Weathering With You. Yes. Saying it was coming up in the next couple months. Yeah. No, it didn't. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Thank you, COVID. All right. So box office. Uh if I can read through this correctly. All right. So Filipino films distrib- uh, distributor Pioneer films revealed is it will open Lupin the third, the first in the Philippines on January 29th, 2019. The uh, Thai film, uh, it's talking about the films of which the, there was the trailers are being reduced, being released. So due to COVID, it had been halted uh, to be released in Feb in it. it Italia, Italy on. Yeah. So basically due to COVID, this film has been uh, delayed, delayed quite a bit throughout its production. And uh, so it was released in 2000, 2019 and 2020. But also that was the, 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 the time of the COVID, you know, COVID when COVID came out and it just wrecked shock, wrecked, wrecked shop and wrecked the world in so many ways. Thanks COVID. Okay, so getting to the part where we need to learn more about it. So G-Kids agreed to a theater release uh, in the North America in the latter months of 2019. On September 22nd, 2020, 2020, G-Kids released the teaser of the English dub of Loop on the Third the First. The film was confirmed to be run uh, to be ran in select 
North American theaters on from October 18th of 2020, a supplement version uh, featuring the Japanese cast was later was later put out on October 21st, 2020. Fathom Events distributed the film the United States theaters on behalf of G Kids. Uh, going to the box office, uh, this is only the United, uh, the UK or not the UK, but the United States, and Canada. Um, it doesn't give a, a, um, it does not give a estimated budget. So I don't, I don't, I could probably do a lot more digging and probably find the budget, but in the time frame which I had, I could not find it. So it's opening weekend for the United States was hmm, fairly slow, fairly small. All right. So it's opening was $83,000 and 83, 20, nine, Yeah. It was a pretty big number. It wasn't a millions, but, uh, it's us gross was $245,000 and a lot of change. And it's world gross was $7.5 million. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's any, anything that could give me any kind of, did it do well? Did it fail? What have you, but going to home release, the DVD in the DVD and Blu-ray of the film was released in Japan on June 3rd, 2020. A deluxe Blu-ray edition was released with a cover in the style of the burst. I'm probably going it uh burst from diary, the diary, the diary, which is in the movie. Uh, the edition included over hundred, uh, hundred pages in the style of the diary. For G Kids and Shout Factory, the winter DVD release uh, commented on uh, uh, was released on December fifteenth as a digital HD version. Followed on January twelfth, two thousand one, the Blu-ray DVD combo pack was released. A steelbook edition of the Blu-ray combo pack was also manufactured with additional limited edition. Offers of a 18 by 24 lithograph while supplies last. A limited re-run of the film distributed by G-Kids is planned, which we can still see in the theaters if you want to, um, is planned for the 29th through the 31st of August, 2021. That is assuming it is anywhere near here, as exactly. most of the Fathom events have not come back to this area. That is true, which is annoying. Yeah. So I don't know if there's any sequels in the plan in the uh, in the pipeline right now. So that's it for info and uh, info and stuff. All right, getting into the summary. In Nazi-occupied France, archaeologist Professor Bresson entrusts his heavily trapped diary and an amulet containing the key to the book to his family. The diary is purported to be the guide to an immense treasure called the Eclipse, which a group of Nazis working for Ananerbe is seeking. Bresson is killed by the arriving Germans. His family escapes but is chased down by Ananerbe, Professor Lambert and ends up in a car crash, which only the infant daughter survives. Lambert steals the amulet, but is unable to find the diary, which was lost during the chase. In the 1960s, the diary resurfaces during a memorial exhibition in Bresson's honor. 
Lupin III tries to steal the book as his grandfather had unsuccessfully attempted before him, only to be foiled first by a young woman disguised as a security guard and then by Fujiko, of course, Mm -hmm. and to be arrested by Inspector Zenigata. On his way to prison, Lupin is sprung by his friends Jigen and Goemon and sneaks into the home of of the fake security guard, a prospective archaeology student named Letitia Lambert. He presents a medal identical to the one stolen by Lambert, which his grandfather had left him. Letitia contacts Lambert, her adoptive grandfather, who ordered her to steal the book in the first place. Lambert tells her to bring Lupin and the amulet to him in exchange for sending her to Boston University to study archaeology. Fujiko delivers the diary to a group of Ananerbe fugitives looking for the eclipse. Among them, Lambert and their leader, Geralt. However, Geralt quickly discovers Fujiko's duplicity and has her detained. Letitia leads Lupin to Lambert's hideout, a customized transport plane, where they retrieve the book and the counterpart to Lupin's amulet. Lupin succeeds in opening the diary, and the two learn that the eclipse is a power generator left behind by a highly advanced lost civilization and is hidden in the ruins of Teotihuacan. Isn't that Mexico City? Yeah. Tenochtitlan, then. Because that word I know how to pronounce. <laughs> uh, knowing Letitia had led him into a trap, Lupin, will- Lupin willingly surrenders to Geralt and Lambert. Fujiko uses Lupin as a di- diversion to escape on her own. Lupin sneaks back into the plane and eavesdrops on Geralt and Lambert, learning in the process that they are seeking none other than Adolf Hitler, who reportedly faked his death and escaped to South America during the fall of Berlin and is now intending to use the eclipse to resurrect the Third Reich. When Letitia, who has overheard the conversation, confronts the two men, Geralt throws her out of the plane, snatching the diary and the amulets back. Lupin jumps after her, and he and Letitia are then rescued by Fujiko, Jigen, and Goemon. Left stranded, Lupin summons Zenigata to his location and steals his Interpol helicopter. Zenigata manages to get back on board, and after learning of the stakes, he teams up with Lupin's gang and Letitia to thwart the villains. During a stopover, Lupin reveals to Letitia that he has deduced her to be Bresson's granddaughter and that Lambert adopted her only to get his hands on the diary and the eclipse. He also discovers that his grandfather had actually helped Bresson find the eclipse, but afterwards trapped the book to prevent the eclipse from falling into the wrong hands. Geralt and Lambert find the eclipse's hiding place, but are unable to proceed past its traps without the diary, forcing them to return to where they left Lupin. Exploiting their absence, Lupin's team makes it past the obstacles, but are forced to discover that their enemy's retreat was merely a ruse to clear the path to the eclipse. Lambert and Geralt activate the eclipse, which carries them and Letitia back to the surface, but Lupin's team intercepts them before they can escape, scuttling Lambert's plane. Lambert uses the eclipse to get the plane to fly again and activates a micro black hole to finish off Lupin's team, believing them dead. And drunk with power, he claims the device for himself and incinerates the diary. When he prepares to use the eclipse to destroy Berlin, Geralt fights him, and Letitia takes control of the device. Geralt shoots at her, but Lambert takes the bullets for her and dies. Right afterwards, Geralt receives the news that Hitler has been located and takes the eclipse, the eclipse and Letitia to him. When Geralt arrives at the Ananerbe headquarters, he meets with Hitler and the two depart on the eclipse to test its capabilities. 
Left behind, Letitia discovers that Lupin's gang have beaten Geralt to the base with the help of Zenigata and Interpol. And Lupin has disguised himself as none other than Adolf Hitler. Back on the Eclipse, Lupin reveals this to... Uh, to Geralt and attacks him, but Lupin tampers with the Eclipse controls to release a micro-black hole inside the Eclipse. Geralt is sucked into the hole and perishes, while Lupin barely escapes with a gravity device he kept from the Teotihuacan ruins. After a fond but hasty goodbye to Letitia and gifting her with the gravity device that he had stolen earlier uh, and her enrollment into Boston, Lupin and his associates rush to escape Zinigata's ever-zealous attention. Getting into the trivia for this episode, this film is dedicated to Monkey Punch, the creator of Lupin the Third, who died in April 2019, six months before the film's release. Bringing Lupin the Third into the 3D format was one of Monkey Punch's most cherished goals, and before his passing, he was able to see a preview of the film's footage during post-production. When Monkey Punch saw the footage, he stated, I have been looking forward to a 3D CG Lupin the Third for a long time. I've taken a look at the characters and story. It looks like this Lupin will come packed with new sensations, and I'm getting excited just thinking about how the film will turn out. Takashi Yamazaki cites Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro from 1979, mm-hmm. as an influence on this film, describing it as one of his favorite films. Mm. And last but not least... This movie theorizes about the possibility that Adolf Hitler was not dead in 1945, escaping from Germany in the days previous mm-hmm. to the fall of Berlin in 1945 yeah. at the end of World War II and living hidden in Latino America. Latin is, America. Latin America, yes. It has been strongly theorized in the 70s when the film takes place that Hitler, as other members of the Third Reich staff, could have escaped to live hidden in Latin America. However... The lack of any evidence about it turned this conspiracy theory into an urban legend. And also the fact be like being history, not myself. He died. Yeah, he died. <laughs> See, I was so, Sinai I, and a bullet to the head and they found his jaw or correction. The Soviet Union found his jaw. And I was really hoping you would you would wait until after I had said this bit of trivia before you said something. And I'm thankful you did. OK, because I was going to have to interrupt you anyway. <laughs> I just realized something. Did I mention who played Adolf Hitler earlier? No, you didn't. Because there was someone who played him. Because it wasn't Tony Oliver. Yeah, I, I gather it didn't sound like Tony Oliver. Hang on, I'm gonna bring this up right quick. It's like so. So who played the Führer? I'm Hitler. Was voiced by River Kanoff. River Kanoff. Yes. Okay. And he is also voiced. Uh, hang on, I'm bringing it up. Hi, Neko. We're just Hi, talking about Hitler right quick. Yeah. <laughs> Come in it's at history. a great time. Yeah, it's history. Come on. Uh, Don't get me started. Okay, in Pokemon, he's the voice of Obama Snow. Obama Snow? It's one of the Pokemon. Literally short for Abominable Snowman. Oh, uh, okay. Not Obama Snow. <laughs> Obama I, Snow. I was going to say a word. Uh, yes, but I know what it sounds like. Yes. Trust me. Yeah, and I don't see anything else of interest. But yeah. Okay. No, Neko, don't put a pic of Hitler on Discord. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Please don't do that. All right. 
You want a firestorm? <laughs> that is actually the end of my uh, things. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Likes and dislikes. All Your right. first like, my friend. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, my first like, and here we go. Uh the the oh my gosh the animation in this movie i i love the animation because they they do very well adjust to using the 1970s animation style from lupin the third castle of castier how do you pronounce it well castle cagliostro is what you're trying to say yes. but i mean all of the lupin the third 2d yeah, it's, animation it's from the similar art style same animation style yeah it doesn't quite feel like uh miyazaki right but i mean it fits what they were doing at the yeah. time it does be like it's very fluid definitely how lupon moves and it's just be like oh okay it's it's like i'm watching the old cartoons or the old anime movies or what have you but, but in 3d in, in 3d done very well and they 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 pick up on the 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 subtle gestures of how lupon moves mm -hmm. and Jigen, Jigen, thank you. Jigen. I love how they do so good a job of hiding his eyes with his hat. Yes, just like the old show does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, if you can't tell, this is also my number one. So I'm going to just be coming in yes. in the middle of his stuff. Yeah. So and yes. just supporting him because yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah, the animation is just like it's top notch. Oh my god! When when you get into the very beginning of the film, you go into uh, the very end of World War II, where uh, you're, you're seeing the 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 conversation between the the, the the I think it's the mother and the father and Bresson and Bresson, and it's just like oh my gosh, be like and, and there was a short minute there I had to double check. It's like I am watching the correct movie because this does not look like what I think of when I think <laughs> of Lupin the Third. <laughs> exactly, just like the 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 highly detailed sculpt of the faces and like their expressions it's and how almost they, too realistic it, for it, what it is yeah it, it goes it doesn't go into the uh it doesn't go into the uh the uh the unfathomable depths of unrealism i mean the the uncanny valley the uncanny valley you know using that word too uh going into the uncanny valley but it does a very 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 good job of keeping with the art style from the 70s and how that our soul has kind of stayed with lupon lupon the third or woof I can't help it. Okay, when you when you say the character was renamed Wolf at some point, yes. Okay, he's Lupin Wolf the Third. Silly name, but anyway, <laughs> what tricks are wolf? Tricks are for wolves. No, Cookie <laughs> Crisp is for wolves. <laughs> exactly. But either way, either way, that that all beside, I really enjoy the animation. It was really a joy just to watch there again lupon the third come to life in 3d and to hear that the creator of lupon the third monkey punch ah was excited to hear to see you know the the pre-production work and to see and you know animatics and see the character come to life it's that kind of brings joy to my heart because you get to see an artist he doesn't get to see the full thing because he died six months before the movie. Right. And just to that he got to see a little bit of it. It's just like really, really cool because it was one of his like deepest ambitions to get to see it in 3d, see it in 3d. which honestly, after you see something like toy story that first time, uh -huh. 
and let's face it we all thought 3d was the future and it was technically yeah so i can understand it's like yeah we need to adapt the, this classic thing in there where it's going to look good but you have to admit for a while there 3d animation was mm-hmm. not 2d animation in terms yeah, of how they did gosh. stuff but yeah. this does feel like they used the stretch and is it stretch and squash yeah stretch and squash uh, stretch and squash of 2d animation mm-hmm. there's plenty of points in time where you, it's like you can tell like they would throw in like uh you know, he wouldn't stay as the normal model the model would elongate to allow mm-hmm. uh streams of mm-hmm. you know, for, especially when during speedy points oh yeah um but then at the same time the the so much of like the stuff with the plane and the and, and the zero grav the zero grav, the uh the blue the uh the black hole generator the eclipse mm-hmm. uh felt like it was like a modern 3d like movie oh yeah it felt like a modern movie but yet at the same time you've got lupin and zenigata and mm-hmm. all these other people and they're and you're looking and going yeah i like this mm-hmm this has just got enough mixture of that 2D and the 3D, and it, it works. There's some issues, but I'll get to them later. Yeah, exactly. So animation, top notch yes. in this film. Be like, there, there's points where it's like, oh my gosh, be like, they they did this in this film, and it's like, whoa. And my my third, like, I'm gonna get there because I just I love it. They brought this up, and it was part of the movie. I was like, oh my gosh, my nerdy history heart went bonkers watching this. So yes, yeah, so that was my first like is just animation, Mwah. French, uh, fresh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yes, French kiss, French kiss. Mwah. Exactly. What's your verse? I just talked about my first with you. Okay, all right. So now move on to the second. All right. So moving on to the second, as get my tablet up, because otherwise we're just going to be copying each other on exactly. that one. So you said a lot of what I thought. I threw in the additions I wanted. I'll, right. I'll, I'll throw in one more. Just All one right. more real quick. Go for it. If you remember back to our Lupin the Third Castle Cagliostro review. Lupin the Third. We both lamented the tragedy of what little Goemon got to do in that movie. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Goemon in this movie got it oh, on. Yes. Oh, my I gosh. L- he, his character was so well handled and he got two great parts. And my favorite moment from this movie is going to be that part where he's jumped onto the onto the the plane uh-huh he does <laughs> he you see him pull the samurai sword out in that classic samurai move puts the sword back does jumps back to <laughs> the plane that they're flying from and and thunk. and then just as he puts the sword back in as it always that's when the, the whole wig just falls off. I was like, that is the most awesome, epic thing. Thank you, Goemon, for actually getting to do your thing. And then poor Goemon. <laughs> My God's sword. He had to leave the sword behind so they could cross. It's like, well, I'm glad you got it back before you left. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, so so speaking of speaking of my 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 second leg is actually the tri- the uh the four the four the three trials yes in order to get to the uh the device it's just more like oh my gosh it's the the one they had to find the eye and just like all this because it's it's using riddles and yes. they're, they're using 
um the uh oh crow what is that uh the 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 clues yeah the clues in which you i'm trying to remember the uh the uh the tablet in which they base it off it's the um oh come on but either or i just know that on that first one they had to uh they had to find which one of those eyes mm-hmm. was they all the other eyes were looking at uh-huh and then the second one they had yeah, to exactly cause the bridge to be built out of the stars oh, by go, go by goemon putting down his sword <laughs> and his reaction to it like, was like i can't i can't like, do no. this and be like no you cannot have my sword <laughs> i'm thinking goemon just pick up the sword as you go across yeah. and the bridge will probably stay as long as you keep it parallel to that line yeah, you're fine Yes, but it's just like the the fact to be like Goemon, just be like I'm, it's Goemon, right? Yeah, it's Goemon. Goemon. I'm a, I'm, 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 I don't want to say Gobomon. It's Goemon. Goemon. Goemon Ishikawa the Thirteenth, also based on a ba- actually based on a Japanese equivalent of the gentleman thief that Arsene Lupin technically created, but actually also based on a historical character, really named Goemon Ishikawa. Really? Yes. And other information I learned from a video game. <laughs> All right, so be like, and then you get to the fir- the third and final one where it's because there again, like the two psychic characters, Goemon and what Jigen, Jigen, yeah, yeah, Jigen really don't get to do a whole lot except I, I love Jigen's voice, but he's got this really, really cool, amazing voice. I just really love his, yeah. Who do, who does his voice again? Richard Epcar. Richard Epcar. It's I, I just like I just hear that and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's Jigen. <laughs> But uh, they're going to be like, I think of uh, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cassio- Cassio- Cagliostro. Cagliostro. Thank you. I get tongued out very easily. Yeah, it's a, it is a European name. It is very European. Uh, no, I mean, it's actually the name of a place in Europe. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. So it's more, you, you get to see these two characters shine. They used to do something for a change. And Goemon, not Goemon, Jigen jigen is like how are we gonna do it and so it's lupin trying to figure it out because he's very a genius character and he's a gentleman thief so i was like huh i think my grandfather did something like this so he sees his father's cap grandfather's grandfather's cap sorry because there's this historical or the uh genealogical inheritance of the two characters in this movie that have connections with this and Jigen is more like so. Lupin takes Jigen's hat and throws it into the the uh, the laser beams, and it cuts out all the ribbons. Like, hey, my hat! <laughs> and then Lu- Lupin's uh, genius idea, because apparently his grandfather did the exact same thing and shot a line through it and yes. did all these amazing Lupin stuff. I was like, dude, that's awesome! His little pose when he in- when he ends and opens the door. It's like, oh my gosh, perfect. Yes. It's just, it, it's very much Lupin and you get everybody involved. They get to do something for a change. <laughs> now, Green, I have not watched all the Lupin, the Lupin the Third movies yet. Or TV shows for that Our matter. Or TV shows. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, but I thoroughly, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed those sequences, I thought it was very clever, very well done, and it involved the other characters of the cast. I thought that was fun. So, yeah, that's my second. Well, you touched on mine okay. and yours. 
because I love the connections to Arsene Lupin mm-hmm. that are in this. Because you get to see, like you said, his top hat mm-hmm. and his cane. Yes. Things that are very well connected to the character of Arsene Lupin. Oh. Which, admittedly, I have meant to go back and go through the books. I just haven't done it yet. The original Arsene Lupin novels by Maurice LeBlanc. Really? I Because they are on Audible. Um, I just haven't done it yet. Because, oh. I mean, this is the same guy who they had the gall to have him go up against Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> when legally he couldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, now called Sherlock Holmes. Except now it doesn't matter because both. Are open Lupin, copyright now. Lupin and Sherlock Holmes are out of copyrights. So the character, anyone can do whatever they want with the characters. But um, I, I loved that throwback because when I saw it, I, the first thing that popped to my mind seeing both of those things was the cover that I had recently looked up because I was tempted to go ahead and get it before I started watching these mm-hmm. and thought, oh, yeah, that's exactly what those what's from that, that's based almost on the cover art of those books. So. I, I love that they threw that in there and especially since um, both uh, our main characters, uh, Letitia and Lupin, mm-hmm. it's about them coming back and connecting to their, uh, their grandfather's legacies mm-hmm. because Lupin, you know, they say that this was the only thing Lupin, the original Arsene Lupin couldn't steal that was a cover story. He helped ma- help the guy make it. Why would he steal it? Exactly. I thought that was clever. Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, cause that's the thing. They could still have be somewhat mad at the original, the fact that the original creators estate sued him over this. And, and, but they still gave a nice credence, a yeah. nice allusion to the original creator and it was amazing. I enjoyed it immensely. Nice. So yeah, that's my first and my second like. What's your third? Okay, my third is like like like. That's what I'm gonna say. Like. So my third like hit my amateur historical funny bone so hard. It it hurt, but it felt so good. Oh my gosh! So there again. History is history. We shouldn't blot out history because we're offended by it. Yes. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from the past in order to grow and make a brighter and better future, right? And those who fail to study history are doomed to repeat it. it. Exactly. And those who fail to study for their history exam are also doomed to repeat it. Yeah. So read history, people. This stuff is real. You're like, do we really want another Adolf Hitler? No. No. So, yeah. Learn about your history. So, either or, what my third like was the fact that they were not shy in any shape, form, or fashion of bringing up the Nazi regime, mm-hmm. bringing up the very end of World War Three, World War Three, World War Two. There hasn't been a World War Three yet. Hopefully, there never is. Um, the Third Reich and Adolf Hitler. They say these names throughout the entire film. Yeah, and I'm like, and there's never a point where you think, oh, they'll shy away from it. You think you're watching through this. There's no way they're actually going to show Adolf Hitler. Hitler. (laughs) And And you see the picture. It's like, okay, that's probably doctored. And there's no way. There's no way they're actually going to have hired two voice actors, one Japanese and one English, to voice Adolf Hitler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They did. It's like, 
how did you sell this to the animation company? It's like, we've got to have a 3D model of Adolf Hitler. 70-year-old Adolf Hitler, but Adolf Hitler. And also to think that, like, Japan was a part of the... The uh, Axis. The Axis powers during World War II. So that's it's interesting they did that. The And just the 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 idea that they were not shy they were not afraid to use history the fact to be like you you have your overzealous yes uh devotee to hitler keeps calling him the fuhrer the entire time yeah and and the other the other thing is it's never a point where it's like oh yeah it's hitler we hate hitler and yeah they hate hitler all the good guys hate hitler, hitler. because they put adolf hitler as the ultimate villain Mm-hmm. exactly and they even but the good thing i thought they did with this was they even portrayed the other his uh both lambert and um ricard yeah whatever the other guys yeah ricard they actually explained their point of view and yeah so, without them just being you know mindless nazi drones they just actually thugs, yeah. created these two characters with a good reasons as to why they yeah, believed exactly in what Hitler said and why they severely were hoping that Hitler actually was down there mm-hmm. in South America. They actually were respectful enough to create a good story, even exactly. though it dealt with these nastier elements that yeah, we nasty like part of history. not think about, but they were there. Exactly. That's what I, that's what I love. And I love the animation theme for this. And honestly, if you can't have communists as your villains, Nazis are a good choice. Yeah, exactly. And he was just like, when, when they when they finally get down there to where you know Adolf Hitler is, I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, they did it! They 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 made an Adolf Hitler character sitting in a wheelchair, a which makes like, sense. Which makes sense. It makes that. sense. It makes sense. And I'm, the whole time I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, is that really Adolf Hitler? <laughs> and I don't know at what point I realized that that had to be Arsen Lupin the third. But I know I realized that before they got uh, her back to realizing that, oh, uh, Zinigata and the crew oh, yeah. are, are are there. As like I knew before it was even implied that that had to be Lupin in the thing. As the whole time, look, because I know at some point I recognized it. And it's like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> So to, so to, and I loved the vocal transition from oh yeah the guy who played Hitler <laughs> to, to the guy to Lupin. It's like oh that oh, works oh darn. <laughs> and then of course they actually ask the question. Well, if that wasn't Hitler, where is he? Oh yeah, well, did you read then. your history? He died a long time ago. <laughs> like of course he did. Oh okay, so. The, the point where Lupin reveals himself, he's not Hitler, he's actually himself, because he's a master of disguise. And it was some like, oh, this this was a this was a this is a phony by the FBI back in the back in the 70s or you know a couple of years ago. 60s, 70s, somewhere. 60s, 70s, in order to uh you know, root out Nazi sympathizers. And the and truth is, historically, the FBI did that. They yeah. actually did that. They they planted fake photos the whole bit to bring out mm-hmm. not, you know nazi sympathizers and uh, well the, and those who were part of the third reich and we do know there are latin america and we do know there are pl- yeah there were plenty of nazis not uh former nazis that fled to south america yeah there there was also including there was the theory that adolf hitler did survive the fact that when when berlin fell 
uh, Joseph Stalin made it led to believe that the uh, Allied powers that uh, Hitler did survive and went to Latin America. Yeah. And so that's where all these theories came up. So back in the 60s and the 70s, there was the this this big boom that Adolf Hitler was still alive and he was in Latin America. So when they brought that up, I'm like, boom, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Because I, I, I love World War II. I, I'm a big nut about that kind of stuff. World War II history, let's yeah. say. Yeah, World War II history, let's say that, history. And just learning about different things and what... Why do why do bad people do bad things? And I just I find that very fascinating because I'm a true crime nut as well. So I think it's why me and my girlfriend kind of connect in some ways. Because <laughs> uh, we're no. both true. No, you think really? <laughs> Hi, Ashley. Uh, so yeah, just um, yeah. I, just, I I found that very interesting. They they did not shy away from the hard truths, the hard problems that you would simply in a modern the modern society that oh my gosh we're offended by everything no it's like you know what we're going to talk about history we're going to talk about things that really happened in history and we're going to play it like it's history and i applaud them for that it's called historical fiction exactly well historical science fiction because we do have a black hole generator (laughs) that's true (laughs) that makes from a extinct ancient civilization That may or may not have ties to aliens, I think. Yeah. They oh, don't really explain a whole yeah, lot about that. Is that is true. Oh, no. They didn't, need, the, they didn't the, need to explain a lot of that. But and, anyway. Yeah. they And the, that made me think of, oh, no, they pulled kind of a Indiana Jones 4. <laughs> oh, you mean Indiana Jones, the fan film? Yeah, whatever. The, the move, Yeah, that's what I mean. The, the movie that doesn't exist. Yes, yeah. According to a certain retro rewinder. Ah, uh, okay. You know, Indiana Jones and the film that shall not be named. Apparently. <laughs> Actually, I don't care. I kind of ain't. There's a reason the phrase nuke the fridge exists now. That's all I'm going to exactly. say. Exactly. So my, my third like is that the director, the producers, the animators were not shy with talking about history. Yes. So there again, if you want to nuke history, don't do it. Because otherwise, we will get another Adolf Hitler. And you won't know it until it's too late. So learn your history, people. Case closed. My third like, to yes. move on. Yes. I agree with you that I enjoy like that everybody had an important part to play in the story, even if it was small. Yes. Because here's the thing. They gave every, every single person in Lupin's party is important to the thing, even if they only got to do very little. Exactly. Including Zenigata. <laughs> my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Payback is sweet. That was funny. <laughs> that yes. was so much funny. Wow. I mean, it makes sense that you would keep everyone from Lupin's party going. So even though for a while there, you thought, well, uh, this was our excuse to show, you know, at the very beginning, this was our excuse to show, uh, Jigen and mm. Goemon, they're going to go away now because, oh, there's no money to be made in this. They kind of hinted that, but I will still sit and go, oh, yeah, they'll be back before the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, easy. And, of course, they come back halfway through the movie and are there mm. for the rest of it. It's like, and they go, and, and then my favorite part where uh, they say, there is only one man who we can guarantee will be here at a moment's notice. 
if he, long as he knows where we are. <laughs> and it literally, it looks like, and they shot, and it looks like he just sh- shouts to the sky, Hey, Zenigata! <laughs> and it's like, boom, right there. It's like, how did, oh, you called him. Okay. <laughs> just so there right is, there is some logic that makes sense here. But you still have to wonder, why did Lupin call you? Because there's no way if he's wanting that he wants to be actually caught. But yeah, he he gets a role to play. Isn't the entire thing with Interpol comes in? Oh, my Interpol gosh. works with the grand, the great thief Arsene Lupin the Third. Yes, <laughs> which is great because exactly. otherwise, then he got I would not be able to interact at the end of this movie because <laughs> there's not the only reason. Um, admittedly, there's Interpol, but right still. That's how it's taking place on an inner. They got there because of Interpol. Exactly. But I mean, Jigen plays a, a big role. Goemon, like I said earlier, plays gets to play uh-huh. a big role. Fujiko gets Fujiko. to play a great role because a she she steals the thing at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then she's right there to help them get out of it at the end. It's yes. like I love you, Fujiko. You're like there's a reason that you are the bond, the, the bond girl for this entire franchise uh-huh. and you always escape because I'm like bond girls. You're not stupid mm-hmm. uh, or not destined to die anyway. Exactly. Um, and I love how she got out of the, uh, of, of the air of the, of the hold where the plane with that has the retractable, the biplane with the retractable wings. Yes. Which I'm sitting there going, is that real? uh-huh does that sort of thing actually exist uh-huh do i actually care if this exists no because it's awesome and she just pushes the thing out and flies away and lupus are hey don't leave me behind oh you'll catch up literally literally uh- <laughs> <laughs> but even uh of course it's obvious that uh letitia would get to play a big role in it because she's uh you know a major character but here's the thing if you look back think back to castle cagliostro the princess from that movie yes didn't really get to play a big role even though it was she was partly needed to help to to open up the the vault to where the treasure was mm-hmm. quote unquote the treasure was it was archaeological trailer treasure but not really money and gold true course, this wasn't really money and gold any either but anyway um, she actually got to play a big role in this as compared to the other times the guest lady was in mm-hmm. the movie, even though the, the thought still was, you know, you shouldn't get into this sort of lifestyle, uh, if you don't need to. Very true. But everybody got to play a role in this, even if it was a small role, like it was m- much better than how Castle Cagliostro treated some of its characters. I'm looking at you, Goemon. Mm. Where like he had one line, it was uncredited. The actor was uncredited for that line, which is sad. Mm-hmm. But he got to do so much more in this. Every character was important getting in through the trials. Every character was important in capturing uh, Gerard and well, what was left of Lambert. <laughs> Right, and the villain and Gerard got his due mm-hmm. in the end. It's like th- there's nothing, almost nothing, it would seem to complain about this movie. 
So on that note, Jacob, yes, what's your first dislike? My first dislike. Now, if I, if I could do this live, it'd be amazing. But the lip sync, I mean, like the lip sync for most of the characters were very well done. Yes, very well I done. And they, they were two that were like, how expressive these characters are. I could see why this would be more of a problem, primarily with Lupin. Yeah, he's got a bit of a big mouth. Just just a little by bit. Nature. <laughs> like this big, enormous mouth. His expressions are like, hey, this kind little, of like, a little over the top. A little over say. the top. So you, you had this like this lip flap to get the sync right was like there were points where it's like the he would talk, but then his mouth would continue to move because they couldn't build the 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 flip flap the flip flap. The lip, lip flap lip flap complete so I, I i found that it was a little annoying but understanding that this is a loop on the third is a very unique character he's a very expressive character yeah. and well, he has a joker face let's say yeah. that <laughs> and let's face it one thing that's interesting about you know most localizations you know most of the lip flaps are based you know on the japanese mm-hmm. thing so when you've got one of these moments where you've got a character whose mouth has gone huge most of the time they're doing that because in the Japanese version, there is one syllable they're drawing out. Yes. Unfortunately, when you go put that in English, the what the word that you're actually drawing out may not hit where the lip flap has the draw mm-hmm. out. And that's what causes that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've seen that on like even uh, the new version of Dragon Ball Z uh, when they did Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, Krillin had the same problem early on in that. In, really? In, on a scene where it... No matter what the voice actor does, it really doesn't. The word that hits there does not fit in how he draws it out. And it sounds odd, but yeah. <laughs> but here I thought it worked a little bit better than that. But I mean, it yeah, did. it's still one of those things where you look at and go, eh, that could have been tightened up a little bit. If this was an Eng- if this was made in America, it made with an English dub, it would have fit better. Yeah. And probably in the Japanese version, it does fit better. Yeah. I didn't watch the Japanese version, so I don't know. I almost watched the Japanese version. <laughs> almost. But uh, I just, I found that just was like, oh, okay, the lip flaps are a little bit off. But there again, you're talking about, you know, very expressive characters, definitely with Lubon. And his expressions are more extremely animated. So, yeah, I, 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 I give it a pass. But at the same time, it's just more like, there again, like Drew said, be like, it could have been tightened up a little more. But, Overall, I still enjoyed the, the loop on his character. But yeah, it's my first dislike. What's yours? My first dislike is the fact that the art style that they used for this, its translation into the 3D, along with some of the animations, reminded me of a 3D TV show from like the early 2000s and not in a good way. Okay. You know the TV show Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius? Yeah. And how if you look at if you pause in just the right spot, well, sometimes when the characters move, it really feels like they're giant mascot heads. Yeah. There's some moments of that throughout this entire movie. I can see that. Both with the uh original monkey punch characters and the new characters. Yeah. Where it's times where it's like because of the big heads and the expressive faces, mm-hmm. it sometimes feels like the head is not really 
uh, animating with the mouth movement sometimes. Okay. It, there, there are moments where it's like, oh, the budget didn't allow us to do this correctly with the technology we have. Gotcha. W- w- the effect we're going for, but we're trying. And, and I say it has this Jimmy Neutron effect because it reminded me of that show where, you know, some of those animations, while it was good for cheap television, mm-hmm. leave much to be desired. Mm. In terms of style. Yeah. It, this doesn't get quite that bad. Yeah. But there are moments where I look at it and go, uh, I kind of wish this was tightened. Like, like I said earlier, tightened up better. Or yeah. You allowed the heads to have more um, elasticity mm. in order to actually do what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. but you're not, you can't let it do that because your heads are all, all have to stay the same size. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't quite fit sometimes. And that's really what throws me off. So yeah, the, it's that mannequin. It's that, not mannequin, but uh, that mascot head issue. I gotcha. That, you know, other things have had in the past looking at you, Sonic the Hedgehog, but anyway, <laughs> not the movie, the games. Uh, I gotcha. What's your second dislike? All right. So my second dislike, uh, there again, it's it's trying to translate the 70 style loop on the third animation style to a 3D environment. And sometimes definitely when you're dealing with a like a fully rendered, uh, very almost hyper realistic uh, scenes and you have character like Lupin moving around who moves like a monkey. He does look move like a monkey. So sometimes it doesn't really jive. Yeah. It's like in some cases where it'd be like, he's moving and like, like G going to move or uh, like all these other characters, yeah. they move and be like, they move like the characters, like they did in the animation. So it's, you know, like, I don't know if they, you know, did it on twos or ones back then, but I presume it was on two on twos. Uh, back then, it probably would have been on twos. Yeah, this is my second dislike, also. So I'm going to kind of talk Go with you it. on this. Yeah. Um, the problem here isn't that you know the animation doesn't isn't you know smooth or it's too smooth or anything like that. No. It's the fact that this look, while it looks good in 2D, doesn't translate to 3D very well. I mean, there's points in time where. Lupin's walking around with his arms at like 90 degree angles because that's how the character walked in yeah. in the in the animation in the in the cartoon in the original show. Yeah. And I look at it and go, "Uh, that doesn't quite work." Or there's some times when like uh when Zenigata is, you know, shouting Lupin. Yeah. And his legs are at awkward angles for real life. Yeah. But would have fit fine in a 2D show. Yeah. It's obviously that's what they're trying to replicate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite work in this environment. It's right. The art in the the art style and the animation style in places almost don't gel correctly. Which is odd when you consider both the art style and the animation style is trying to be reminiscent of the previous shows and the previous movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's perhaps admittedly, you know, we talked about, you know, how the other characters have a realistic, more mm-hmm. realistic look than the monkey punch characters. Yeah. 
I wonder if they'd have kept more of a looser animation style with everybody if it would look yeah. better. Yeah. And it would fit better. But yeah, that's that, that that I think that's what that <laughs> issue is. All right. So my third third and final dislike of this film uh would be a lot of your like your background characters. Definitely if uh uh in Inspector Zingata? Zinigata. Zinigata. Uh Professor Professor Zini, uh, like in Zinigata's his Inspector um, Zinigata? Yes. His name. You said Professor, so yes, I thought you were about to talk was, about Bresson. No, 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 no. But be like you have like these background characters, be like the thugs that are um uh Godwit? Godwit? Not Godwit, sorry. Our, our our main bad guy gerard gerard yeah Ger- like gerard's character like his henchmen be like they're done very well they're done the style but i don't i i don't recall if um the inspectors uh all his henchmen be like they look like they're like half done 3d mod 3d characters in, in some mm-hmm. cases definitely towards the end where uh, they're riding by in the boat, and they all give the uh, oh yeah, Zinigata's men. Yeah, Zinigata's men. Be like they're they're all just very. I don't want to say generic, but they feel a little too. They are generic. They're supposed to look generic. Yeah, that's true. But also the kind of the same the same way that like they look a little too plasticky. And there's there's certain yeah. points where like like fabric definitely Lupin's jacket in so many cases look like it's a plastic jacket, which is weird because it's supposed to look like uh brush uh smooth leather yeah reflective leather almost yeah but in that same way be like definitely like how it's how it's lit and mm-hmm. maybe how the the folds work is maybe it's how it's textured it looks like plastic so sometimes and sometimes and then it looks great in others yeah but it's, it's weird looking when you consider that these are more cartoony characters but then you have these semi-realistic yeah. textures on their clothing i mean it's it, it's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how the better better way to put it than that. Yeah, I w- I would agree with you. It's like I said, it's it's that say it's what I was talking about earlier, where it seems like they're trying to be both realistic 3D and cartoony at the same time, and it doesn't quite work. You need to either go all one way or all the other way. Exactly. So yeah, it's just I'm know, not saying you need to do like uh uh, uh, uh into the Spider Verse where it's yeah it's. 2d characters kind of in a 3d environment for the most yeah. part but are that 2.5d but here it's almost like it's 2 3d yeah for what it is yeah in some cases yes but anyway yeah so just those those were all little nitpicks but this film just to me they were nitpicks yeah and uh there again i still thoroughly enjoy this film oh yes what's your third dislike so this is also a nitpick they talked about how that black hole generator and they definitely show it off as a weapon throughout the whole film. Oh yeah. You know what? They they, they only just barely mention at one point that it could be used to create unlimited energy. energy. Yeah. But what in that setup looked like they could use that to power anything. That is true. What is the, what is the, what is the, the tail going and just sticking to things and power it up? Well, no, I mean, I would assume that you would be using like the energy from the black hole, like yeah. the gravity to like run a generator of some kind. Yeah. 
if you could replicate the technology, you could, because if you could use that black hole energy in a very, I'm assuming in a, in a very controlled environment, yeah, I can see how it would do that, but there is nothing in the way that's set up that tells me that it was ever intended for anything but a weapon. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean that, oh, the the aliens or whomever <laughs> created it. I'm sorry, this looks more alien than it does. ancient civilization it does. that somehow was more advanced than the current civilization. Uh, that, that, that sort of thing never gelled with me. So I'm going with aliens, because that really fits this better. Indiana Jones 4. Shut up. <laughs> uh they never really it's not that just that the aliens maybe only use this as a weapon it doesn't look like the animators ever thought of this device as anything more than a weapon yeah so how am i supposed to use this to power electricity yeah that's true electricity generation or any other form of power generation and maybe not the black hole generator part of it maybe there's got to be some sort of power source in there that if they can study it maybe but they don't ever talk about that the idea that it could could be used for that is mentioned very briefly in one scene near the beginning Mm -hmm. and for the rest of the movie it's a weapon they have to stop from being found pretty much pretty much and a part of me goes let's not do that let's if you're gonna, if you're, if you either, and I, granted, this may not have been the Japanese version, but if that line hadn't have been there and it was just this horrible weapon that you got to stop the Nazis from getting a hold of, yeah, that's all I need. Yeah, I don't need. Oh, it could be this uh, weapon. It could be this uh, way to create an, uh, infinite energy. You know, power mm. of the sun in the palm of my hands, sort yeah. of thing. I don't need that if you're not going to show that. Yeah. Show how it could be used for that. All you show is how it's a weapon, and you don't really show how it could be anything but a weapon. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the part that they get to is just the weapon. Mm-hmm. There could have been more in that. That depending on how it was used, maybe. But they never show. They never talk about that. There's never. They don't even. No one even mentions. It's too bad we had to blow that thing up because that could have saved us a bunch of. Uh, like we could have gone. Uh, quit using the fossil fuels and all the pollution of the planet. Yeah, I knew from the very beginning it was just going to be, oh, we're not worthy to have this energy because mankind is never worthy for advancement too fast. Plus, this was a movie made in 2019 Mm -hmm. about something, an event that happened in the 70s that obviously did not occur IRL. So you have to explain why it didn't occur IRL. Of course, it didn't. It wasn't going to work. Exactly. But, and Grant, like I said, I think that's the fault of the English translation, but they never go into any sort of discussion of how or even remorse that they could not use it as an energy source. Okay. Even though it could have been an infinite energy source. Gotcha. From what they said at that Mm -hmm. one line briefly at one point in the movie. Yeah. But anyway. Gotcha. That's my third dislike, which right. brings us to the end mm-hmm. of our review. So we need to rate this thing. You go first. I'm giving it a 7.5. Really? Yeah. It's, it's the animation style that's kind of knocking it down a little because the, the combination of the animation and the art. Yeah. Because like I said, they don't really gel yeah. very well together. But uh, 
I enjoyed the movie and uh, I really am thinking of watching more loop in the third when I get the chance. I gotcha. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm rating at 7.5. What are you rating it? Uh, I'm going to rate it a little higher. I'm going to rate it 8.5 because I really, really, really enjoy the animation, even though be like, yeah, there are some, it doesn't really gel with the, the technology and there, there's certain little aspects here and there that are a little like a eh, little bit, but there again, those are nitpicks. Be like, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I thoroughly enjoyed its story. I enjoyed that they touch on history. And I love that when people do that about things and not shy away from history, not shy away. Like, Ooh, that was something we want to forget about. No, let's, you know, talk about it. And I really enjoy that. That really brings conversation up and healthy conversations. There again, I'm a history nerd. I'm a very advocate of history, of teaching history, not bleeding it out. So yeah, 8.5. I really enjoyed this film. All right. That brings us to announcing what our next film is going to be. Yes. And uh, as it sits right now, I still need to double check that he's still good with this. But next week, we are reviewing with our good friend Josh Adams. Yes. The film Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> and our trivia question for that one is going to be approximately how many years have passed between this movie and Pokemon the movie Mewtwo strikes back. Jeez. <laughs> I'm thinking, hold on. Don't answer. I'm not. I'm not. Don't answer. So I'll, I will keep my Pokeballs myself. <laughs> good idea. So join us next week as we get in on that. Uh, in the, you have anything else before we end up in the show? No, but it looks like in the, never mind. Getting to that, but not in the recorded part. Gotcha. Be lit. Be nice. All right. In the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L.
Lou!